Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Lift your hands, Father. Thank you for today. What a great blessing you have given us to be with you in your presence. We love you. We thank you. We worship you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And um, you are welcome to um, church. Um, Remember that we have our church in the afternoon. From one to four. (laughs) Now, today, we are going to give an offering. But today is the beginning of our 21-day variegated fasting. Variegated means marked by variety. That's what it means. Not vegetarian. Hey. Hallelujah. So, um, before we, I, I think that's what I feel like talking about. I want to talk about the variegated fasting. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Um, verse 16. The first word is moreover when you fast. Not if you fast. The first thing is when you fast. Not if you fast. When you fast. So fasting is on. There must be fasting. Now I want to say to people especially who claim to be pastors that one of the things you need is the zeal and the interest in God and in loving God which a lot of us have. We love God We want to really serve the Lord. We want to even go on missions. And then people go on missions. But you must realize that when you do give yourself willingly to go on missions and to serve the Lord in any special way, you need also to be a spiritual person. You see, so sometimes I look at some people who want to um, go on missions and I realize that 
they lack spirituality. Like you need to be spiritual. And many times I have analyzed uh, people who have not done well on the mission as pastors, young pastors, people who are trying to serve the Lord and so on. And I realized that they have a good zeal and a good energy to serve the Lord, but they are not spiritual. Spirituality involves being able to fast, which means a whole lot of things. So that spirituality is something that we need to um, achieve. You know? Now, in Romans 7 verse 21, I want to show you a law. Let me show you a law. Romans 7 verse 21. It says, I find, I see another law. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. You see, we want to do good, but evil is present. It's a law. So even if we try to do a good thing in the church, it's a law that there is something bad also present. Are you with me? And this law is a reality all the time. Let's put the law back on. I find then a law. What is the law? The law is that when I would do good, eh? when I would do something good, like maybe I would go on a mission, or I will serve God, or I will go to church, or I will belong to a church, or I will try to become a, a good servant of God, there is a, a law is that, that evil is present. And that is why Jesus said, or that's why the Bible says that he will give us our, he will set a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Like, it looks like we will never really serve God without the presence of something evil and negative with us. If you want to cut off negativity and evil and enmity, you may have to cut off yourself. Because the evil is with you. It, it is actually you are also a problem. <laughs> so, anyone who takes lightly the idea of spirituality is lightening a burden which cannot be lightened. We have to be spiritual. We have to be spiritual. So, let's go back to our scripture. Jesus said, when you fast, do you see, when you fast, not if you fast. So, when speaks of a time. that You can't fast all the time. Because it is not normal to not eat. Eh? It's not normal to not eat. Or you enjoy not eating. <laughs> you like eating. Is it not true? We all like eating. Me, I don't like fasting. I can't lie to you. You can ask your neighbor if he likes to ask. Maybe he's a very spiritual person who is. Huh? What did they say? They love it. <laughs> Frank, oh, okay. 
Frank, I hear you like fasting, Pa. I like, I, li- I like waiting on God and all that. But the fasting part is not a simple thing. Okay? But Jesus said, when you fast, so there will be a time. And if you like take out that time from your life, it's like saying we are taking out Christmas. There will be no Christmas again. There will be no Easter. There will be no birthday for you. There will be no earth. It's a time for your birthday to celebrate that you were born. We should not want to. We should take it out of the world. So we cannot equally take out a season or a time of fasting. Can I have a good amen and some clapping and excitement? Number two. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, Be not as the hypocrites. Now, one of the greatest, commonest things that go along with fasting is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy means acting, pretending. In those days, they would say, James Bond is a hypocrite. That is, uh, what is Roger Moore, and I don't know who the guys are now. Or Sylvester Stallone is a hypocrite. So, oh, the hypocrites are in Hollywood. It means the actors, the pretenders, those who are not what they look like they are. Okay? Now, with fasting, there is a wide variety of hypocrisy. Let me start with pastors. We The first thing is, pastors who declare fasts and are not fasting. That's the first one. (laughs) I remember one brother who went to, I don't know whether it was a chop band. There were these pastors that were eating chicken light soup and I don't know what they were eating there. Fufu big. And they have declared a fast on their church, wherever. And the people were praying and they had come to eat. I'm talking about pastors. Then a pastor will come and stand there with a full belly. Praying in tongues, shouting. As though he is fasting. And he has sentenced everybody to, to fast. Okay. But he's actually not fasting. So that is acting. Then we also have the church members. <laughs> Who are claiming to be part of the fast. Okay. You see, the scripture I gave you, Romans seven twenty one. I find a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. So then you also have church members who claim to be fasting. Then you see a large group of members. But actually, just a few of them are fasting. And then, if you don't take care, the pastor and some few people 
are actually doing a fast and everybody else is not fasting. Again, we are pretending. Do you understand? And we are deceiving ourselves. So I am saying this to say that we don't want, we should just all of us make sure that nobody is acting or pretending. That is why I called it a variegated fast because there is going to be variety in the fasting. Yes. Then we also have people who cannot fast because of medical reasons or some reason. Hey. <laughs> they have some reason why they cannot fast. And that reason, okay, is a genuine reason why they cannot or even should not fast. Do you see? And then they are also need to be part of the fasting activity. But you know, so in the end you see, we look like we are the same, but we are not the same. There's variety. (laughs) But what we do not want is for us to think we are deceiving somebody. You see, what it means is that I am doing good and evil is present. I mean, we have fulfilled that law very badly. Like all of us are hypocrites. Pretending that we are doing something that in actual fact we are not. That's what I'm trying to wipe out from our midst as we move into this fast. Then it says, they make themselves of a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. You see, there is a way you look and make yourself look like you are fasting. And you know, even announcing fast publicly, I don't mean in the church, like outside, you know, 21 days, whatever, these days, fasting day, whatever, and so on. And it's like an advert that we are doing something. You know, and Jesus is saying here that appearing to men that you are fasting is nothing. It's nothing. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Everybody say the word reward. Now, there is a reward for fasting. There is a reward for fasting. Again, I want to give an example of people who are calling themselves missionaries pastors on the field many are not spiritual they don't actually even fast they don't even pray you see because the fasting is to tell you that okay give yourself to spiritual things so they don't pray so they don't have the reward of ministry and because evil is present the evil also now grows So you need to be a spiritual person. Honestly, all of us are being, I'm, I'm dragging all of you into spirituality. And the Bible says you have your reward. I hope you are getting that word, reward. Now, but thou when thou fastest, anoint thine head 
wash thy face. In other words, it doesn't matter what people think. So brush your teeth and wash your face. It's now Jesus is telling you personally to bath. That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So there are rewards and the rewards can be seen. And when you don't fast, you don't have those rewards. When you don't wait on God, you will not have those rewards, no matter how much you are a member of the church. It's different from paying tithes. It's different from giving offerings. Fasting is something that you are supposed to do. And nobody can fast for you. When I was in school at a point, I ate on fewer days than I fasted. Do you understand? What it means that I fasted more than I ate. So like during the week, there was a, there was a time like I was doing that. I will fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then I'll eat on Thursday. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't eat. Then Monday, I'll eat. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll fast. Then Friday, I'll eat. Then Saturday, Sunday, I'll fast. Like that, the whole time. Now, I was in school with all my classmates and all my mates and everything. You know, the Bible says that God will reward thee openly. There, there is a, even though I was leading people, and even though maybe I was also doing it myself and I was leading people, ultimately I was leading myself, and ultimately I was blessing myself. That's why the God was, I am who I am today, because, also because of all the things I have been doing and the practices I've been practicing over the years in spirituality. It's not a, if I'm fasting, it's as if it is, it's as if it's killing me. One, one day somebody met me, one brother met me and said, do you think you will go to heaven by being a skeleton? That's what he told me during that season of my fasting. I was, I'm not going to heaven because I'm a skeleton, but it has definitely benefited me. So if you claim that you want to be a spiritual person and serve God, when you fast, you are only helping yourself. Nobody's whatever is affected. It's your own personal life that is affected. There are things you cannot do for others. My son was doing an exam, medical exam, one time. As he went at the exam, starts at 9 o'clock. The exam is for, I think, 12 hours or so. 8 hours or 12 hours every day for 3 days. Something like that. I said, I can't do such things and I cannot do it for anybody. You do it yourself. Yes. You want to be whatever, so do it. So do not think that fasting and a season of fasting is helping somebody or is pleasing the church. He will reward thee openly. And you see the reward. So sometimes you see missionaries or pastors at various places, the main thing they lack is spirituality. As for being interested, they are. As for wanting to go, they want to go. As for trying hard to do something, they are trying. But spiritual, they are not. They are not. You don't have that spirituality. Yeah. You don't have that. It's different from giving funds and moving around happily and all these things. Huh? Are you listening to me? 
So I am saying spirituality is the main thing. And a spiritual person is usually alone. It's usually lonely. Because spirituality is not something, you know when you take a group, a small group or even a group, you see that everybody is at a different level. So God will reward you openly. And this year, whatever is not real about you is dropping off. In Jesus' name. So I hope you are ready for the variegated fasting, which means that there will be fasting. Everybody should at least fast every day. So, for instance, now you see what we call fasting. See, one day we were with, uh, I was with some pastors. We were like about, I don't think we were many, 12 of us, 10, 12, 15. And um, one of us looked stronger than the others. Are you, are you with me? One of the pastors looks stronger. Yes. So, you know, one day at the meeting, I said, are you fasting? I said, yes. I'm fasting. I said, you're fasting with all of us. I'm fasting. <laughs> so, he said, I fast after 12. <laughs> after lunch. <laughs> That's after lunch. <laughs> oh, yes. He said, I fast after lunch. So I fast dinner. That's what he fasts. <laughs> I was I was stunned. But <laughs> As we were all fasting, this was his fast. So we were waiting for six o'clock, but he was okay. Cry. I said, "Oh, he there is his cool cry," <laughs> because his fast starts from after lunch. Now you see, if you want to be truthful, when you fast from six to six, truly you are mostly skipping one meal, which is lunch. So, if you want to be technically right. Skipping a meal is, that's actually what we do as fasting because according to Kenneth Hagin, I've never really read it anywhere, but I remember him saying that a fast in the Bible is from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yes, not 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So when you say 21 days, then we are going. 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. at that time. So anytime you are fasting in a group and somebody looks stronger than you, you have to ask a question that Charlie, you, are you really with us? But during this variegated fasting, some, and I want, I want to encourage, if you are a young person, you know, in this church, you should be fasting like the 21 days throughout. Some of you shouldn't eat at all. You're just going. I mean, you should, you should have the things you've, you've done before. Oh, I've done five days dry fasting, only water, before. I've done it before. 
I've done seven days dry fasting before. I've done uh, 18 days dry fasting. Some of you, if you try, you collapse. Don't try. <laughs> but if you are less than 32, 30, 31, 32 and below, let me 35 and below, let me use 35. <laughs> Some of you think that you, are, you, are, you, are, you have escaped. 35 and below. I mean that you have never done dry fasting throughout the week before. It, it, it shows that you are never going to become spiritual. Oh yes. It shows you will never be spiritual. Because you can't control your flesh. And this flesh is going to give you problems all your life. You say, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. It's an unfortunate law. Are you there? So fasting is very, very, very important. And so the season of fasting begins now. And for prayer, we are going to have every day four to seven, that is online. So the flow prayer meetings, some of them will be live, but even the ones that are not live, they may be repeats, but it will be live. So every day, we start at four to seven in the morning, then in the afternoon from about maybe 11 to 2 again, and then in the evening, 4 to 7, so that a lot, we can all join. So it will come on live three times in the day for 21 days. Okay, so you join the prayer meeting. Some of them will be live. Some of them live, live. They, are all, they will always be live. So when you come on, we see that you are on. When it's offering time, you give offering and everything. Some of them are the flow prayer meetings we've had as well as porch and altar prayer meetings. They will all be on. Then when it's offering, you give offering and everything live. But you see, I am aware that everybody has a different time because some can come in the morning, some afternoon. Some, and some will be live, live. Some of them will be actually in the studio live. Are you with me? All right. So please join in. And pray. At least something. Tell your neighbor, you are you going to fast? I don't know whether you are going to fast. Now, huh? Listen, never think that fasting is for losing weight. When if you ever go for the people who are specialists in losing weight to teach you. They will tell you to eat several times a day. Yes, small, small, small things, several times a day. Those who eat small, 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 several times a day, they, don't, they rather don't put on weight. That's actually the way to lose weight. The fasting is the worst if you want to, put on, to lose weight. It's the worst. You know, there was a time when we were fasting, I realized that people had different motives. I could see some people, I said, this was why. I said, no, 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 this is not what. And they never lost weight too. They never succeeded. <laughs> So, tomorrow is day two. So, today, if you are seen eating after, because the fast can, so we finish service, so our fast is over. They understand. 
Or some of you may say that you are starting your fast after dinner tonight. Which is also some way. You get what I'm saying? It's a bit some way. Tell your neighbor it's a bit some way. I mean, it's, it's funny. So God sees everything that we are doing. So if you see your pastor eating chicken like soup somewhere, it's a variegated fast. So maybe he has been fasting till whatever, or he is starting at lunchtime. I don't know. But nobody should do that type of fasting. Some people fast with... Uh, there is, there is, one of the things is the reason why many people cannot fast dry is because you, you attempt suddenly to go dry. That is what makes it more difficult. If you taper like this, you, can, you become dry and you don't even notice. That is, you go gradually until... So that by, by the end, so-called end of the fast, you would have become... Like you are almost, you don't even feel like eating, and then you become dry, no eating at all. If you if you do it gently, you become like that. But if you start like you've eaten, and tomorrow you your head even the sickness that will come on you by 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 six p.m. you'll be dead. And. Is the, what is the man's name? Daniel. Daniel said he ate no pleasant bread. Yes, to him. You know, one day I invited a brother to my house and uh, we, we served him with jollof. You know, and as he was eating, he was almost uh, spoiling the food. Okay. My, it occurred to us that is there something wrong? He said, oh, rice to him is dessert. Yes, he eats, he eats rice as dessert. <laughs> I said, oh wow, like right is like ice cream or I mean cake or something. <laughs> it's either banku or kinky or something. Then he's eating. Oh yes. So to him, rice is an unpleasant bread. How many are going to join in the variegated fasting? All right, no pretending, but so the whole 21 days. At least, you see that, not that some of the days, but every day, there's some kind of fasting that is started. And I would say that the best is that it should gradually taper. Yeah, gradually taper. Nobody should die here. Nobody will die here in Jesus' name. Now, find the nearest young person and say, by you, young person, either you know fast to reduce your sexual pressures and other things, you are rather... All right. Beautiful. Tell your neighbor, I'm so blessed to be in church today. Now, we want to give an offering. Amen. John 12, 24. John 12, 24. Here shows us one of the laws of seed time and harvest time. 
You remember Genesis 8:22 is the last verse of Genesis chapter 8. What does it say? It says, while the earth remaineth, as long as the earth is present, and the earth is still here. Sita. By the way, you know one day the earth will not be what it is. I don't know if it will be totally gone. But you, recently, a few days, a couple of days ago, there was a volcano under the sea. And it was coming over Tonga. And our pastor Jeff and Alomitia, isn't it? Yeah, they were here. No, they are in Tonga. So we were sending, I don't know, I've not, the, the internet was off over there. But I believe they are okay. But you see that there are volcanoes under the water, inside the ocean, that came up in Tonga and the waves were in Los Angeles, as far as, far as America. The, uh, waves, tidal waves started coming up there. So, whilst this earth is not destroyed, do you see, a law will be in place. And that law is that seed time and harvest, it will not cease. Okay? Now, John 12, 24 is a law. It says, except, and the law is that you must plant something. You must plant something. You just have to have a seed in place. Because it says, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground. Unless there is a seed in the ground. Unless there is a seed in the ground. You will be alone. It abideth alone. There will be nothing. Unless there is a seed in the ground, there will be nothing. There has to be a seed. There has to be a seed. You know, one day I saw a church that is not our church. And I just felt, Lord, help this church. You know? So, as I was helping that church, I was thinking to myself that we have a lot of churches too which are even uncompleted and you know, they are roofless without whatever and so on. But you see, the, the Lord wants to roof all our churches. He wants to bless us. And unless there is a seed, that's why he said, except, look at it, except a corn of wheat fall in the ground. Unless there is a seed, you see, you, there will always be nothing. So God wants you to have clear seeds you've planted. Even this fasting and prayer time. It's a seed for your life. That's why as I'm standing here, I'm recalling seeds of fasting and prayer. I prayed between 1975 and 1980. Do you know 1975? Where were you in 1975? Just, just born. Yeah. 79, I was fasting. Those seeds, I remember them. Unless you have spiritual seeds, financial seeds, alone, alone means no, nothing. No, you, are, you are naked. You have nothing. So, brothers and sisters, what I am sharing with you is very clear. If you, you need seeds in the ground, 
You need seeds. You need offerings upon offerings that you've put into the ground. You need to have them. And I, I believe that this year, this First Love Church is going to rise financially in a very significant way. I don't know how, but I believe. Amen. And the second final law that I'm giving you today is that you must plant in good ground. Matthew 13 verse 8. Matthew 13 and verse 8. It says, but the other fell into good ground. Other fell into what? Good ground. Now, you have some people who go around planting their seeds everywhere. You watch television, you see a pastor, say, oh, I'm sending money here. You watch this person, no, I want to give here. I want to give something here. I want to give something here. Now, the Bible is very clear that not everywhere is a good ground. Yes. I personally don't go sowing everywhere. No, 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 at all. And when you grow, you will even realize that when people are in need, it doesn't mean you're supposed to give. That is why the Western world has stopped giving us money. Because they've realized that giving us money, huh? What, what, what does he do? Giving us money, how does he help? Yes, we get poorer. There are some people when you give, they get poorer. They are charlatans and wicked people. And if you give them, they are just going to use it up and come back and even bite. Uh, the other day I was talking to a, um, a very successful businessman. He told me that when you grow, you will realize that the people that you feed bite you. They bite out. So, oh, but I was using this hand to give the arm. So, it's very important for you to realize that not every ground is a good ground. So now, where is a good ground? The first question I'll ask you is that, why do you belong to this church if it's not a good ground? Why do you belong to this church if it's not a good ground? A good ground, look, if you travel outside Accra, by the time you get towards certain uh, areas, like deeper into the eastern region and towards the Ashanti region, you will realize that we are in different ground, even just up the mountains. Why, how do you know a good ground? From the size of the trees that have grown there. From the size of the trees and the thickness of the forest, it gives you an idea of what is in this ground. That's how you know where the ground When you come towards Accra, Amasaman, and all these brown areas, the plains, you know that this is not such a good ground. But when you get to certain places, you see the kind of forest that is there. And you realize that no, this ground is a good ground. Even up on the campus, next time you come, you can ask me, I'll show you there is a particular spot on the campus which is not a good ground. Nothing grows there. Yeah. Yeah. 
so you can see the church building the air conditioning that you are seeing the screens that you see the branches the buildings the crusades that nobody asks you for anything the books and the works and the missionaries and the missions and the work that is going on are the trees that make you know whether what has been poured into this place is, is it a good ground look at the vegetation look at the plenty things that are grown some like this, some like this, some like this, some like this look at the different things oh yes are you there? Oh, yes. That is why when the foreign powers are giving money, eh, they look at the, pro, the, 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 the effect of all that they've poured into us over the years. That's why now it's China which are bringing more money. Because our old fathers who've been giving us money, they are, I don't know whether they are tired. <laughs> huh? Oh, yes. When the head of state is buying uh, equipment for snow, when there's no snow in the country, eh? it happened in the country. Snow. Equipment is, is wonderful. I don't even know which country it is, but there was a country that was buying some snow sledging equipment. Yeah. Everybody was coming to that country to get contracts. Amazing. So, this year, so good seeds. Yes. Those of you who say, I'm the poverty chairman of the church, I have nothing to give. Then why don't you ask the person next to you, like a child, please give me something so that I can give. Because if you don't have a seed and don't sow a seed, you abide alone. There will be nothing. I've been looking at the example of Winners Chapel, Bishop Oyedepo, and the way that he gives. And he's, he's talking about the churches that he is building personally. In his, in his towns, if, I mean, different things. The schools. The help, one time he went, he said he's helping the Sierra Leonean government. When they had the landslide, he's helping the nation. He's helping the nation. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's helping the, the country to look after them because they have a problem. Yes. You see, you never know whether, is it because the person has money that he is giving or because he gives that he has money? It's always to always be a mystery to you, but you have to have faith and start giving powerful seeds and God is going to bless you. Amen? Take your offering out, your special seed for today. Take your tithe. Take everything that you want to give. Watching online, I know you are watching. We can see you as well. Take out your special seed, your gift, this amazing Sunday. 
Amen. When God is going to touch your life, change everything. I believe that we are already being changed. How many are happy about the 21 days of irrigated fasting and praying? Praying is a seed we are sowing in our lives spiritually. Amen. Father, bless us as we sow this special seed. Oh, give a great blessing to everyone. Let there be financial harvests beyond our imagination. Let a little seed produce a very big tree. Lord, some of our seeds are not big at all. But let them produce huge trees, just like the mustard seed produce a big tree. We give you thanks and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Servant shall perform me. 
Oh, hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Oh, do it better for the Lord. Do it better for the Lord. I thought you'd stand to your feet and clap and celebrate the goodness of God. It's time for the word of God. Hallelujah. It's time for your life to be changed and affected. It's time for you to receive a word that will carry you through this coming week. It's time for you to be blessed. You know, my life has been changed as we've been hearing about this, the power of, of seeds that we sow. And last week, I mean, I was shaking as prophet was teaching about the frightening things that can come into your life because of an evil seed you sow. Amen. How many of you were blessed last week? I believe another powerful word is coming our way this week. And if you are excited as I'm excited, the Bible says we should receive the word of God with meekness. I want you to give your loudest shout of praise and your biggest hand of hand clap as we sing a song of expectation that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. Come on, sing it. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Oh, lift your hands and sing it to the Lord. Continuing on my message on seeds of disloyalty. And last week I was sharing with you from Psalm 109. Today I am sharing with you from Luke chapter 15. From the words of Jesus. Now, the seed of those who leave you. The seed of those who leave you. I have a book called Those Who Leave You. All right? Now, there is a very famous scripture when Jesus said to his servants, Well done, good and faithful servants. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 23. Huh? Well done, good and faithful. The word faithful is the word loyal, constant, permanent, unchanging, servant. All right? 
Because that's the big problem. If you marry, when you are getting married, I love you, I love you. Then after some time, what? There's a change. So it's not just a good husband, a good and faithful. Okay? You have someone who is a servant and works with you, is very humble. Oh, that's a privilege to be here. I'm so glad I'm here. It's a wonderful. Then one day the person has grown wings, changing the attitude. Everything is different. So it's not just good, but it's good and faithful. Faithful is the key word. I mean, good, it's good you've been good, but were you faithful as well as good? And the faithful is loyal, the same, not changing, constant, dependable. Yes, those are the English words, synonyms of... Olenoko, uh, uh-huh, put it up there, yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Synonyms. Mr. Man. Faithful, stable, constant, reliable. It's another word, reliable. Trustworthy. Trustworthy, we can depend on you. Okay? It's, it's nice you are nice now. It's nice you are good now. And then one day, ah, I'm on my way to another place. Ah, don't find your whatever anymore. I'm going to... Methodist, I'm going to Catholic, I'm going to Anglican. Now, meanwhile, when you were here, you were saying, I've, I've never seen, I'm so blessed by you, and whatever, and I'm so tired, and I'm really blessed, I've never seen such a pastor. I mean, then one day, bang, you are gone. So, the question is the law I was sharing with you in Romans 7 21. I find a law, I find a law. That when I will do good, or when something good is happening and good things are going on, what? Evil is present. It's a law. And it's a law that there is evil present. Even in our midst, as we are trying to do good, there's evil present here as well. And so, it is our duty to teach you so that you do not become affected by the evil. Because within you is a natural tendency to be unfaithful. There is no man or woman who is naturally faithful. You, your, your nature which is corrupted, do you see, is naturally unfaithful. It takes training and um, training, retraining for you to learn the value and the importance of Faithfulness or constantness. It takes, it takes something new to get into your head. Most of the time when I see people be, being unfaithful, I realize that they will learn about it later. That's why I can say 90% of the people who have left have come back. If not 95% have come back one day to say, ah, you know, we are so sorry. This and that and that. We realize that now, I can't know what overcame me. I don't even know what was wrong with me. 90, I'm, I'm telling you, we had a number of different people that have left. That's how come I've even formed, 
an organization called AD. So many of those people are members of the AD, apart from other people. We have UD, we have AD, we have UO. We have UD and AD. And I had a whole convention for them, and I have a whole council made up of AD pastors. Oh, yes. AD means affiliated denominations. UD means united denominations. Huh? Are you still around or you are leaving? Now, Jesus said also, before I go into the look, that offenses will come. Offenses will come. Offenses must come. It must needs be that offenses will, will come. That means that it is impossible to live your Christian life without ever having an experience that will make you feel like living. It's impossible. Even just a slight feeling may occur to you that you are not wanted or you are not accepted or you are not liked or you are not really loved or you are not part of something or you are not in this group or in that group or you are not invited for this or invited for that. I mean, if you don't experience it, you are not in this world. You are in another world. I have another world in view with you. You are in that world. If you are in this world, this will happen to you. So what did Jesus say? It is impossible. Ah, not this verse, the one before. When you put that before, it is impossible that the offenses should come. It's impossible. But that offenses should come. Oh, yes. Amen. As for offenses, we are going to experience them. Luke 17, yeah. It is impossible. Can you see the scripture? Beautiful. Then he said, it is impossible that, but that offenses should come. It's not possible to stay without being offended. I mean, Jesus was offended with his disciples. I mean, none of them stayed around. It was John, 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 the small, the small one. John is the one who stayed. Peter and all those guys, Charlie. Hey. Those who were asking questions, Thomas and I mean, all those guys, they, none of them was there. It was John. That's why Jesus gave John the revelation. Can you see that John had a lot of revelation? John wrote John and 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. John is the story of Jesus by John. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John are the teachings of John. And the revelations is the revelation given to John. John's not a small person. He's a small boy. You don't respect him. He's a, oh, who is he? I mean, just, John says, I'm the one whom Jesus loved. And John was at the cross. Jesus told John to look after his mother. Huh? Jesus told John to look after his mother. Where was Peter? Where were the seniors? Where were the fathers? The fathers of apostleship. So, brothers and sisters, it is impossible for you to carry on without at one point or the other experiencing something that would be negative. I have had a lot of negative experiences in the church. Yes. 
in the church in the world, in the church in Ghana, and even in my own local church. I've had different experiences. Oh, yes. Ghanaians who say funerals are important and so on. You know, when somebody that you see them say, oh, we have to, it's important, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. I watched Ghanaians when my father died. Ghanaians. <laughs> oh, yes. I watched them. So you have to do this, you have to do this, it's important to do this, and do the hope. I watched different, different behaviors over the years. Different things. If you want to be offended, I can sit down with you from now till six o'clock and explain to you many things that have happened to me. Uh, I allow it to drop off my... I just remember some ducks I saw in the lake of Geneva. Geneva Lake. The way they swim in cold water, it doesn't affect them. I said, Lord, make me like this duck. Yes, it's swimming in the cold water. The, neither the water nor the cold affects it. I will be standing there shivering like this and the thing is playing in the water. Because the water is colder than the uh, air. And it's okay. He'll go down moving. I said, wow. That's what they say, water off a duck's back. Yes. Doesn't affect the duck at all. So next time you are in Geneva, make sure you go and look for some of those ducks to see how to not allow certain things to affect you. Katara. You'll be there practically. Be there. Switzerland is my, home, is my home country too. So it's also your country. You have a special connection to Switzerland. Next time Switzerland is playing England in a, a, or a, another country in a World Cup or whatever cups you have, you have to support Switzerland because that's my father's uh, country. By the grace. Now, today, it's just a short message from Luke chapter 15. Seeds of disloyalty. The seed of living. Which is the seed of departing. You see, those who leave you, people think, I've done nothing wrong. Luke 15. This is Jesus himself. As for me, I'm happiest when I'm preaching from the words of Jesus. A certain man had two sons. Hmm? (laughs) Amazing. From the same mother. Oh, yes. Recently, somebody said to me, NPP and NDC are twins from the same mother. <laughs> hey, <laughs> same mother. <laughs> I don't know what it means. So you explain it to me after. I think it's a proverb. <laughs> but this man had two sons, brother man. I'm preaching from your screen, so help me. Verse twelve. The younger of them said to his father, "Father, I'll kill you tomorrow." Eh? The younger of them said to his father, Father, you are a fool. The younger of them said to his father, Father, your face like a swine. Did he do anything bad like that? Oh, what did he say? He said, Father, give me the portion 
of goods that falleth to me. Like if there is any aspect that is mine, it's just a question I'm asking. If you can do a favor of giving, not something that is not mine. I don't want other people's things. But whatever is mine, if you can give it to me now, I'll be so happy. Wow! So I just want you to see that when we say those who leave you, when people leave, you see, often you think about what have I done wrong? And then people try to say that, oh, it is a cult. But a cult is a very negative word to use on a church. Anybody who says it's a cult is trying to insult or denigrate us. But we are like a family. And family is also something you don't leave. Uh-huh. Something you don't leave. So like this story, you see, that is teaching you that living is not as innocent as it looks. Inno- living is not as innocent and as pure and as faultless, if you like, as it looks on the surface. The day I saw a brown snake is the day that I became wary of brown leaves on the ground, like that. I, I saw it in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in, a, in a documentary. And he said, the man said, look closely. Then the video was coming closer. Oh, just brown leaves. As he gets closer and closer, it was there. Oh, it looked just like a leaf. So on the surface, it looks innocent. But right is your death. It's right there. So these so-called leaves looks like they are doing something not malicious, not negative, not evil. It's just living. Read it. It's a seed though, the seed of living. The younger of them said, Father, you're, you are a swine. Mm. Swine was mentioned, but he, did, he never called his father swine. There are some people when they are insulting, their wife said, you are swine. <laughs> Like, it's part of their quarreling language. Swine. Yes. Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And there's no comment from the father. He just divided unto them his living, his life. Okay? Let's go on. And I'm showing you Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest time will not cease. To never stop. Read it. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together everything that his father had given him and took his journey to a far country. Okay? Now, I'm not doing anything wrong. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. That is also another thing that he did. Verse 14. Now, when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. Now, I just want us to look at the seed time and then the harvest for this boy. Okay. <laughs> Just think of it seed, have a seed, have a seed, have Think of this story as seed, have a 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 Because the Bible says, whatsoever 
a man soweth, he will reap it. So, he began to be in want. Now, let's go back to what he did to his father. Let's go back to from the younger of them said, Father, give me the portion. And he divided unto them his living. Through this boy, his father's wealth divided into two. Huh? Yes, his father was very rich like times two. Huh? The snake he was paying was very big. <laughs> boy came it divided the thing into half if it was lands his lands were divided into two he lost half of his lands if he had an estate half of the estate was gone yes his estate was half if it was his bank accounts half of the bank was gone and he was now if he was worth 2.3 million when this boy finished with him and went as if he hasn't done anything wrong. He had 1.15 million. Yeah. So it looks innocent. He had a family with two children. Now he had one child. So now, the harvest of this problem starts very early in the story. Because this is going for many, many, many verses. Yes. <laughs> and the first is that he began to be in want. Yes. So now, you've made your father's prosperity less. You reap also, I mean, being in want. You be in need. So a lot of needs and being in want is a harvest that people are reaping. Yes. You know, one time I calculated the effect that a certain orangu had had on our church. This orangu took some members, not in Ghana, and it was, it was going into millions, millions of dollars. Although we didn't feel it in a certain way, when you calculate it, you can't believe it. Yeah, but you, you think you are doing nothing. Yeah. And he caused about 12 pastors to also leave. Yes, so he reduced the family. Yeah. It's a seed. Look at the harvest. Don't reduce anybody's family. He began to be in want. So expect a harvest of needs. Verse 16. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country. And he sent him to his field to feed swine. So the citizen of the country didn't treat him well. But did he treat his father well? He didn't, you see, he didn't treat his father well. So now, people don't treat him well. Hmm? Oh, yes. 
Remember that he didn't treat his father well. Oh, my father, don't mind them. They are this level. Those of you who are dealing with your fathers. He didn't treat his father well. And a lot of the things that you do to your father, it doesn't look like you are doing something negative. It's like you are just acting. He didn't treat his father well. So now this man, look at how he treated him. Now, you see, you wouldn't know this till you go to Israel to a restaurant. You don't know what is the meaning of this till you go to Israel to eat. One day I was in Israel, the first time actually. And I was in a hotel and I, and I asked him, do you have, it was a nice hotel. Do you have pork? I, mean, I looked to the man, I was speaking to him, do you have any pork? What? No, at all. The way the man reacted, mm. disgusting. No, we don't have any pork here. Abomination. There's nothing pork here. We don't have pork here. What do you mean? So for him to be sent as a Jew, eh, to swine, to feed them, not to, not to eat them, to feed them, to promote them, to encourage them. <laughs> you can't feed them until you've cleaned them. Yes, there's a farmer here. He says you cannot feed them till you've cleaned the place. Those of you who keep pigs, you have to clean their feces and then you give them food. Otherwise, it will mix with the, to- the toilet. You didn't treat your father well. And now, they are treating him. Now, remember the story. He says he took his journey to a far country. He didn't want to be near. So, this citizen also didn't want him near. Uh, he didn't want him near. We don't want you near. To the back, to the, to the, to the, to the swine. He sent him. Huh? He sent him to the fields. Now, go back to uh, the verse where it says, and he took him, the younger of gathered all together, and took his journey into a far country. Those of you who want to be as far from your fathers, as far from the church, as far from your pastor, as far from everything as possible. I don't need, I don't want you. Now you've met someone who also pushes you far to the fields. Okay, let's go on. And he, and he would have fain filled his belly with the husks which the swine did eat. So the husks are the swine food. Okay, swine food. So his food has reduced to swine food. You get it? And maybe when this boy left his father, maybe it brought a crisis. I can't imagine many companies if their wealth was divided exactly into two. Or if a currency is divided into two. I mean, I was in Argentina one time and we were going to the airport and they had roadblocks all the way. They said, we can't pass it. The driver would turn around, go around. I said, what is it? So the currency has dropped in value. I said, by how much? They said, oh, it's now one to three instead of one to two. The whole, the whole country was on a whatever. I said, one to three. By that time, we were about one to 10,000. <laughs> and Ghana, I said, hey, this has caused a crisis in Argentina. 
<laughs> it had dropped three, one, two, I think one to one and it became one to three. They were mentioning how millions were lost by that thing. Divided their wealth into two. Now he has nobody to feed him. Everything has changed. What you eat. You change somebody's life. Your life is changed too. Don't forget, you change somebody's life. You change your father's life. You change your family's life. Let's go on. Don't change life so it's a seed. But changes are spoiling somebody's life, somebody's family. Spoil somebody's church. You just get up and start insulting the church, insulting pastors, insulting the church, writing whatever you want to write, saying anything. It's a seed you are sowing. The day that you start to reap it, And when he came, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish. I what? Perish. I perish. Perish? Perish? You are perishing, eh? Remember what you did to your home. You see, when you were doing it, it's nothing. But remember what you did to your family and to your home and where you came from. Perishing means you are destroying. You are destroyed. Destroy and be destroyed. Sow a seed of destruction and expect to be destroyed. Those of us who go about doing things thinking that I'm just doing this, you should know that the seed you are sowing is called a seed of destruction and expect to reap destruction. That's why it's using the word perish. It's the word hell. I'm in hell now. You will be in hell. You will be in a hell of sorts. You are reaping what you sowed. You destroyed your father's home and you are reaping it. You are perishing. I perish. You are per- yes, you are perishing. You are perishing. Remember when you were when people would visit your father and ask, "Where is so and so?" He doesn't even know what to say. He doesn't even know what to say. He, he, was, he, was, he was, his family, so, oh, why, why has your child has left? Oh, how? He just, you don't know where he is? So he's just gone? <laughs> you know, there's a, a great man of God, he died this week, called George Wood. He was the general superintendent of uh, Assemblies of God. He told me, while well, I was with him one time, he told me, he said, I got a phone call from my daughter, I'm married. Yeah. He said, he, he described what happened to him. His wife, his daughter left. He said, he said it was not a question, it was an answer machine. So I'm here, we are married. That's all. Many parents, fathers, pastors, there are people that have asked me, so what is happening in your church? What is going on? What, 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 what is this? What is that? Oh, this and that? You didn't know. But is it to you? You're just going. Uh, it's not just going. I perish. You perish. I predict you. You perish. I predict you. You perish just like this boy. It's a seed. It's a harvest. Yeah. Be careful. The man nurtured you and carried you when you were born. He was holding you like this. Ooh, baby. I bet you I knew when you were born. 
Many of you are new when you were born. They hold you like, mm-hmm. They are proud of you. Outdooring, outdooring, outdooring. You were outdoored. <laughs> Brought outside the door. Huh? You were so important. They gave you long names. He will be called Majesty. Uh, Majesty. Uh, Clinton. What? Bush. I mean, they're giving you names of famous presidents. Join them together. Eh? (laughs) The names of kings. Washington. And they've added all. They were so proud of you. Look at how you shamed him. Look at how they shamed you. You you shamed them. Be careful. Be careful. Harvest time. And he said, I perish with hunger. You'll be hungry. Oh, yes. You'll be counting money and counting things you never counted. Yes. Go on. I will arise and I will go to my father. You have to give him the credit for that. Most people are too proud for this. Give this. Oh, it's a good place to clap. Give him the credit. Most people are too proud to just say that, hey, man, I was wrong. That's all. I was wrong, Charlie. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I was wrong. Yeah. I've sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19. And I'm no more worthy to be called me thy, thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Okay? Harvest. You have now reduced in rank. Remember your father's rank was a father of two children. Come on. He was reduced to a father of one. You are also being reduced from a son to a servant. Also your rank is reduced. And you, are, you go down in society and in life by being a rebellious child. Those of you, most of you here are young children. I'm telling you how to behave towards your parents. If you joke with your parents, eh, no, even if your father is in prison. One day I had a, 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 one of my young men, he told me his father was in prison, his father was a thief. I told him, honor your father. Honor your father always into prison. Visit him and give him food and do whatever he tells you to do. Huh. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son, but I've been demoted. Demotion waits as a harvest. Demotion waits as a harvest. And you see, demotion and promotion in life eh, is a kind of mysterious thing. How you get promoted, how you go up in the ladder of life, and how you can come down in the ladder of life. is something a little ambiguous, something not easy to see, but you see that you actually gone down. Even the type of people you interact with reveals where you are in life. And the type of people you don't interact with, you never see them. One day I was hosting a, pre- a president in my house. And there was somebody who was there. And after he said to me, you know, thank you. I've never have seen a president before. But because he was one of the people serving. He said, I've, I've seen a president li- alive, a living president. 
at close range. Oh, yes. Verse 20. And he arose. He did well. He did well. And he came. You know, people say, I'll do, I'll do, but they don't do. Uh, He came to his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. Eh? And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. For a father's love, you can never really change that. It's like a mother's love. You know, there's a scripture which says that as your mother comforted thee, I think it's in Isaiah 65 or 66, as your mother comforted thee. It's, 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 it's in the Hebrew, it's a word, racham. Yes. Yes, look at it. It says, as one whom his mother comforted, so will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted. A father's love or a mother's love, even I would say a mother even more, is more mindless. A mother is more mindless about her love. Doesn't think too far. But it's a type of comfort. And this father, we never heard of the mother. The father was there and he ran and had compassion on him and fell on his neck and kissed him and none of the kisses or any of these things could take away the harvest. And the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. And the father said unto him, Don't say that. Thou art my son. That's the next verse. But the father said, No, it is not so. Thou art my son. (laughs) No, the father had no comment when he said, I am not worthy to be thy son. No, 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 no. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. What's the next verse? And the father said, no, no, no. Don't say that about sonship. Don't say, well, not my son. (laughs) Yes, you are not a son anymore. Yes. In reality, you are not a son anymore. That's the reality. In reality, you are. let's read on it's not over so the father said bring forth the best robes and put it on him put a ring on his hand and, and shoes on his feet symbols of wealth but not wealth symbols but the real is coming up shoes bring meat which he would have brought anyway that day was that day the bombs they have to eat they would have brought a calf anyway they would have eaten anyway kill it let us eat let us be happy happiness rings eating drinking celebration and it's over like a wedding okay. for this my son was dead death and he's alive it seems he's come back to life he was lost and he's found and they began to be married so 
Two other harvests came, death. He experienced death. What is death? Separation. He, death is separate. Where are all the dead people? They are separated from, they are in town, but they are in the grave. Somewhere else, they are separated from us. Separation from what you need to be connected to is death. Separation from what you need to be separated from is death. My son is dead. He's alive. And he was lost. Lost. When he left his father's house eh, and he sowed the seed of, I don't need you. I don't need your direction. I don't need your input. I don't need you to tell me what to do anymore. I'm free from you. Somebody said, I don't want to be the subject of meetings. I don't want to be corrected by you. That's how, that's, so he reaped the harvest of being lost by those words. One brother told his, his mother, I don't want to marry somebody like you. The woman that he went for put him in prison. And I said, I said to him, I said, remember you said you don't want somebody like your mother. Remember that you said you don't want somebody like your mother. Okay. Enjoy it. This my son was lost and is alive again. Uh, it's lost and it's found. Now, let's go on. His elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he had music and dancing. Always remember that music and dancing is very temporary. He had a temporary restoration, a temporary fleeting enjoyment. And he called one of his servants and asked him, what does it mean? One of the servants who is like how his brother is. And he said, thy brother is come. And thy father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. And you see, the father decided to do the celebration fast before the, the son arrived. That's why they started the rejoicing. He didn't even include his elder brother. That, oh, call your brother also. Let us rejoice. No, 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 no. Because he knew that there's nobody here will accept him. Nobody will accept you again. Oh, it's true. Nobody wants you anymore. You don't want anybody. You said you want to go as far as possible. No, you don't want anybody. Nobody wants you anymore. You also reap a harvest of people not wanting you or liking you. So he organized the party as fast as possible without the guy being there. So the party was well in motion when the brother came. You think about it. Who was the father celebrating with? Who was he dancing with? The only other son, because he said a certain man had two sons, not four sons. A certain man had two sons. The only other son was father. Let's rejoice and before, and I'm sure the father was, was hoping to finish the celebration before the, the other son comes. But the son came back earlier than expected. And he was angry. Don't be surprised if your brothers are angry. And say, what is this man doing here? He was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and entreated him. Oh. And he answered and said to his father, 
Lord, these many years do I serve thee. Eh? Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. I haven't done anything wrong to you. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry. Oh, Father, you've been caught. <laughs> Father, you've been caught celebrating over the wrong person. Oh, okay. mm? Yeah, you see, and, and also they came to meet the party. Yes. Yeah. It has put the father in a very awkward position. Oh. Yeah. Because there are certain things you can't do because you have other children. Wow. You can't do them because you have other children. It will send a wrong message to the other children. It will send a message of rejection to the good ones. Yes. You know, one time I was on a, on a plane, okay. KLM, we landed at Kano, we were coming to Accra, and then we landed at Kano, and the airport in Kano, the runway is, that, at that time, it was like up and down, so the pilot told us before we land that, the runway is very rough, so the plane will jump up and down, but it is within the capability of the plane, so that was the first announcement. When we landed, <laughs> after we landed, he said, it cannot take off again, because an eagle or a vulture or something has gone into the engine on one side. So we were, we were stuck. So in Kano, in Nigeria. So as we were there, they opened the doors of the plane for fresh air. So I went to stand on the steps and the captain also came to stand there. So I asked the captain, sir, the white man, a captain from KLM, I said, we can't go. He said, no, we can't go. I said, why? He said, I can go. He said, this plane can take off and land with one side, one engine. I can land, I can take. But with passengers, I'm not allowed. It's because I'm carrying people. There are some things I can't do. Yeah, I can't do. Because there are others that I'm, I'm carrying along. So there are some things I can't do. So, but if I was alone, he said, oh, the plane can do it. As for take off and land, we can. But with passengers, I'm not allowed. So there are some things you can do alone, but when you are a father, you have other children, you say, mm, I cannot do this. Uh, there's some kindness I cannot show you. When I show you that kindness, it's going to set up a cycle. One time I asked my father for some land. He didn't bother to answer. He said, he said to me, I have other children, you know. <laughs> hey! have other children you know so this father was caught in the act loving somebody who didn't deserve the other boy was very bored because it was a well known thing that this guy there Charlie he said none I mean yeah and look at what he said as soon as this boy was come which has devoured thy living with harlots that was killed for him the fatted calf he never gave me one to enjoy verse 31 and the father said to him the true thing which he didn't say to the boy. He said, thou art ever with me. You are always with me. You are constant. As for you, you are constant. You are always with me. And then the, the second secret is that, eh? you know, this calf I've killed and this ring and all these things, you know, it's a symbol. All that I have is for you. You are rich. He has nothing. He's nobody now. 
the harvest of what? Being nothing and having nothing. You took somebody's half and God has taken your all. You took somebody's half. God has taken everything from you. You have nothing now. All that I have is thine. Everything is for you. The father was trying to do a quick party before the boy came. <laughs> Servant's party. Beautiful. Yeah. You people be careful. Oh. You see, the seed of living. Hey, I'm not even looking at the time. The seed of living. Eh? It's a wild seed. Those of you who want to be far, I don't want to see my father at all. I don't like him at all. He said, I'm my mother. I don't want to see them at all. I don't like it. You know, they are like this and like this and like that. I don't want to hear what. I don't want to hear of this. I don't want to go to my former church, my pastor. I don't want to say, I want to go as far as possible. Okay, 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 okay. Remember, remember this, that the seed of living, the seed of living, it looks like an innocent seed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There are certain towns when you go, you see uh, people like my color in Ghana speaking pure fanti. Pure, and they, they can't even speak English well. One time I was in a certain town like that. I said, Who are all these people? I said, Oh, this is a port city. So when the sailors come, Korean ships and other ships, they plant seeds here. Do you see? They plant seeds. And these are the products of the seeds. The harvest. You thought you were just having fun. But the seed has come up. And has grown up. Oh yes. A lot of seed look like something innocent that I'm so. It's just a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father. Oh, give me my portion. I don't, want, I don't want his. I don't want theirs. I don't want yours. I don't want his. I don't want your cousin. I know you want to give something to your nephew and your sister's child. And no problem. What is my portion? Is there something for me? Thank you. I, I will not ask for anything that is not mine. Very polite. Your politeness doesn't mean that you are doing the right thing. Wicked person. He said, all that I have is thine. You have not. He has nothing. You will be nothing and you have nothing forever. Bible says, let another take his office and let his days be few. Harvest. Verse 30. Is there another verse? Is there a next verse? Finish. Beautiful. So, the seed of living. I just want you to know. You know, when we teach you to be faithful in church, it's a good seed of stability for your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember one man. He started jumping like this. He said, you are having an affair with your pastor. You are having an affair. Leave the church, leave the church, leave the church, leave the church. He was jumping up and down. He forced his whole family to leave the church. All just fake stories. He forced his whole family. Today, all his family are atheists. The children that he put out of there, they are all atheists. All of them. You know, if you say God. You know, last week I met a friend. He was my friend when I was in school. And I said, will you come to church? He said, ah, that's stupid. I mean, when I mention church, I just look at this man and say, wow. That's an atheist. Someone who doesn't believe in God. And I'm saying, 
this person, all the children are atheists. Jumping. Come on, come on. He took the church members, he took the children out of the church. God has taken the children, they are atheist children. Those who think, oh, I'm just leaving this church, I'm just leaving this person, or somebody has been good to care for you, looked after you, and you have to be careful. It's a, it's a seed. You don't want to know about the future of that seed. You don't want to know about the future of that seed. What is going to come out of that seed? A lot of innocent, it's, it's, it's innocent in quotes, activities and behavior. The, the result of it, look at this boy, it's nothing else, wretched. It was me that we should make merry. He's dead. He's alive. He's lost. He's found. He's found, but he has nothing. <laughs> you can only have a semblance of what you ever were, of what you ever had. Yeah. So, no one here should sow that seed. So you, you, won't, you, won't, you won't like it. You won't like it. You know, one time I told somebody, I said, when you become a parent, the person said, you are threatening me. You are threatening, you are, as if you are, you are trying to curse my, my children. I said, no, I said, that what you are doing, when you become a parent and your child behaves as you are behaving, don't be surprised. I'm not cursing. This type of people, when you so say, are you judging me? Who is judging you? Do I look like a Supreme Court judge? Nobody is judging you. Nobody is judging you. Why do you say somebody is judging you? What you are doing, it's not nobody is cursing you. What you are doing is a curse. It only reach cases. You want to go far, you also be thrown far. The citizen of the country will throw you far away to the field. You divide somebody's prosperity into two, take away money from him, take away his house, take away his properties, reduce all that he has. How will you also have something? Your harvest is that you took half. God has taken the, the, the whole thing away. You reduce your father's rank, your rank has been reduced from son to servant. In the name of innocent, harmless seeds, we are destroying our lives. I warn everybody who is joking with your biological parents. I warned you. I warned you. In the name and on behalf of the Lord. I warned you. I warned you. Listen carefully. I warned you. The other day we had a boy in the church. He came to see me. He said he and his brother took a cutlass to chase their father. And his father lived on the same road with, with him. I told him, better go and beg your father. Lie down, roll on the street and beg. He did. A week or two, a week later, the other boy who took the cutlass, who did not apologize, who did not, who doesn't want to see the father, used a cutlass to threaten his father. He was dead. He died mysteriously. I remember him in the office. I don't know if he's in church today. So, nobody should sow such a seed. This story that Jesus told, ah, there's too many stories like that in the world. But a church too is like a family. So when pastors leave, and people live in a certain way, thinking, that, oh, I'm, I'm just leaving, why, why, why can't I leave? If I can't leave, then your church is a cult. Nobody's saying don't, don't stay in the church. But watch, watch what you are doing carefully. What? It looks harmless, but you are dividing the flock. You are scattering people. You are trying to t- 
One person said, I want to make it that people will feel ashamed to go to your church. I said, wow. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's a matter of time. As the earth remaineth. As the earth remaineth. As the earth continues to be earth. Seed time and harvest time, it will never stop. That's why I'm, as we start this season of fasting, sow seeds. One day, eh, 1979 to now, how many years is that? Count it, calculate it, how many years? Those of you who did science, at least. 42 years from today, how old will you be? 42 years from now, you may be standing preaching and saying, you know, in 2021 plus 42 is what year? I need a science student. 2064. <laughs> In 2064, you may be standing and referring to a seed of fasting and praying that you prayed in 2021. 2064, eh? 2022 plus 42. 2064. How old will you be? I don't know how old I will be. How old will you be? You, how old will you be? 20, huh? 68. Look, I stand up, look at her. Small girl, like she'll be 68 years old. And I am referring to a seed I sowed of prayer and fasting. And you know where, where I used to pray? I used to pray in the, there's something like a quarry where they came to dig stones. Red sand, not even a tree. I stand in the sunshine, me and the red sand. We are all being burnt to ashes. And I'll be there praying, alone. I never heard even God's voice, but I just prayed. It's a seed. You think I'll not reap it? Oh, means I'll reap something from it. Yeah. Oh, means I'll reap something from it. And I'm standing here referring to it today. So may your seeds be beautiful this year. How many want to sow good seeds this year? Ish. And when you see somebody misbehaving, I tell the person, what seed are you sowing, my friend? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And be spiritual. Don't ignore the things I'm saying. Don't trivialize it when it is actually happening. Because it's only when it is happening that you have to remember and control yourself and say, this I cannot do this. It's a seed. Stand to your feet. Hmm. Now, what are the harvests that the boy ripped, write it on your phone take your, is it your phone or your note, write it number one is what what is the seed that he sowed he sowed a seed of going far and then he reaped what being thrown far away write it sow a seed of going far he reaped a seed of being thrown far he saw the seed of dividing his father's money. He ripped having, huh? Eh? Yes, he ripped having nothing. 
he, he demoted his father and he received demotion to a servant. He shamed his father and he was shamed fighting with pigs. He said, I don't want your, my father's direction. And he reaped what? Being lost in life. He says, you were lost. My son was lost. Hey. He broke his father's heart. And what? What happened? You break somebody's heart, you die. He broke his father's heart. He divided his father's heart into two. Musicians to write. Otherwise, you all backslide. You like backsliding. You are standing there preparing to sing the song which I can sing myself. You will not write the notes. Later when you backslide, you will you, be wondering why you've, not, why you've backslidden. He broke his father's heart. He broke his father's heart. And his heart was broken. He died. When your heart is broken, you die. Yes. The seeds and the harvest of the prodigal son. May you never be involved in such a seed in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your blessing and your word today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Pray for yourself that you never plant a seed that you can't stand the harvest. Never, never, never be fit here today, tomorrow, you fulfill this wicked seed by sowing it. Father, we thank you for a deliverance for your people today. In Jesus' name, I pray for everyone who is praying. Oh God, those watching, my God and my Lord. Let it be, O Lord. Let it be, O Lord. Mende kilo kromande semende kalaba damanda ambale de belendo banana dada nambele dike bulomanda lada balando la mazada hole madajando le makazande le peketele de toromandele de kesuta la mandala baba we give you thanks and we thank you for healing us and saving us from being sowing a seed the seed of the liver Jesus name we pray. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe someone invited you to church. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless. I see your hand over there. I see your hand. If you want to be born again and you want to be saved and you've lifted your hand, just come to me from wherever you are. Come. Come all the way from wherever you are, you are standing. I'm going to pray with you very briefly. God bless you. You lifted up your hands. You lifted up your hands. Come all the way. Clap for them as they come. Encourage them. Encourage them as they come. God bless you. God bless you. Come all the way. I want to pray with you. 
Oh, what a blessing. A seed of salvation. So many people are being saved today. God bless you. Now lift your hands up like this and let us pray together. Lift your hand like this and pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Have mercy on me. Wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. I give my life. I give my soul. I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Please go this way with our pastor. Who is with? Follow me this way. God bless you. You may be seated. Take your Holy Communion. And let us pray. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus Christ that is ministered to us. We receive the bread that came down from heaven. This is the bread that came down from heaven which a man should eat and not die. Today we receive an anti-death drug. We receive it in Jesus name. The body of Jesus Christ. Now the blood of Jesus washes away every sin and mistake. May your sins be washed away through the blood, the blood of Jesus. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, thank you for the blessing upon your people. May salvation healing and long life now everyone lift your hand and receive 10 years extra 10 years extra receive 10 extra years by today's communion may any shortening life sickness life shortening sickness and life shortening accidents and life shortening events that is settled for you be repelled and rejected in the name of Jesus Savior of the world Father thank you for this blessing for your people today in Jesus name Amen God bless you, you may be seated God bless you for listening to this message Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.